Hey guys, this is Zach. Wanted to jump here at the top of the episode. There's been a lot going on over the last week uh, with the unjust killing of George Floyd really setting off a wave of protests against the well-documented and historic fact of police brutality and disproportionate murders in the black community. That is something that has deeply impacted Adam and I. Uh, We want to listen. We want to find ways that we can to help change this. And we want to help out however we can. So what we're going to do is uh, we are pledging our Patreon dollars for the month of June to the Advancement Project It's a fund for radical justice, uh, specifically uh, impacting the black community in issues that cause uh, disproportionate impacts on things like criminalization, on things like how our policing is handled, on things like criminal justice reform, uh, things that can help on a wide scale. And we are encouraging you guys to do the same. Uh, There's some incentives that we have and we can talk about that at the end of the episode uh there's links in the show notes uh please you know consider as you go through this that's that if you have the funds if you have the ability uh consider donating today uh beyond that we're going to do the rest of the episode as more or less normal if you don't want a couple of people being goofy about x-men for an hour right now I hear you. I don't blame you one bit. Uh, so it can wait. If you uh, if you do need that, you know it's here for you. Take care, guys. Stay safe. And welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Vampire Adam. And I'm regular human Zach. And Adam, you're a vampire now. I know, man. Like, I I really am very limited in the amount of garlic I can use in my cooking. And I do not like it. You think there's anybody out there that could, like... Help me with this whole turning into a vampire situation. It's really not great. Yeah, well, we figured that. Uh, I got I got real concerned. I'm not going to lie, uh, folks. After after Adam's uh, escapades, let's say, uh, with uh, Vlad Dracula, uh, I did want him to be taken care of. And I thought about a stake to the heart. Just, you know, cry as I do it, but you just push it right on through. And I said, you know what? No. We can find a better way for this. I appreciate uh, that. That's not that's not what's happening tonight. Thank you. It was my first thought. <laughs> Let's be clear. Instinct was well. He's got to go. Oh man, that's terrible. That's it terrible. is. There's got to be a better way. There is a better way, and that's why we have brought in uh, world famous Shatterstarologist and. You may know this, but vampire expert Charlie Davis to join us today. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing well. I I am a little concerned about the disease that Adam has has a disease. Incurred. Disease. I'm just handsome and stuck with my mustache till I die. I don't know if that's a disease. You know that you can shave it off even if you're a vampire, right? Oh, I didn't know. I think know. it grows back like Wolverine's hair, though. I think uh... it doesn't matter what he does now. It's gonna come back immediately. I mean, this I might be tried. a different. Maybe this is a different strain of vampirism than I'm used to. But I mean, that, well, how um, many strains are there, Charlie? Okay, <laughs> so there's two distinct strains. Okay, one, just like the vampires that you see in Twilight, the sparkly ones. Mm-hmm. Right, right, the Cullens. Yes, mm-hmm. and two, mm-hmm. they like our X Men do play baseball. Correct. Two, the bad ones from Blade. Oh, you're talking about the Daywalker? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't tried sparkling in the daytime yet. I don't I mean, think you want to go outside in the daytime, Adam. I'm no, sorry. I, I've been avoiding it. You were Lots living... Of big have hats. you tried blood raves? <laughs> no. 
I don't even All know right. where I would find one. Well, I don't think that's sanitary right now anyway, so you're probably no. in luck. Again, he's a vampire. He's fine. Uh, but do you know who's not fine? Who's not fine, Zach? <laughs> uh, not fine is Patreon supporter HyperViper89, which I assume is named after uh, a drink that, Charlie, you were telling us about? Yeah, so... Uh... In the bygone era, before there were four, four logos, there used to be called uh, Sparks Energy Drinks. They were orange-flavored, and they were alcoholic. Um, and what you do is you get a King Cobra 40. I don't know if you're familiar, but you should be. I am. Um, and then you buy, yes. you buy one of those bad boys, and you drink it down to the label. And then you crack open your en- Sparks Energy Drink, and you pour it. You fill the rest up to the top. And there you go. Adam, I don't think that is a cure for vampirism, but we could try Oh, it. thank God. I really don't want my heart to just, like, eject out of my body. And <laughs> it's not beating anyway, so... No, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. But but for viewers, uh, listeners at home, uh, don't don't try that. I mean, no, that's, that's, a, just... that's a strict... I'm going to my... Uh, the thing that plays before and after every wrestling pay-per-view. Don't try this at home. Don't try that one at home. That said, I assume Hyperviper89 has tried this at home several times, and that's why they went over to patreon.com slash Files and said, y'all, I wanted you to talk about X-Force 44. Is that, uh, that one where uh, Sam uh, leaves the X-Force and joins the X-Men? Yeah, Sam, Sam graduates to being the X-Men. He doesn't know this yet. This is right smack out of the Age of Apocalypse. Uh, Jeff Loeb... Uh, who you may know from uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, or Marvel's Daredevil, or Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or, you know, Marvel's Stuff. Inhumans. I was going to say Marvel's Inhumans. <laughs> uh, the Long Halloween, I guess. Also Romulus, also Red Hulk. Uh, also Ultimatum. <laughs> Jeff Loeb, bud, you got a career. It's a great resume. He's trying his best. How? Who are Joy- we to judge? Joined by uh, Adam Polina here on on art. How are we how are we feeling about Adam Polina? I love Adam Polina. Hey, yeah, hey Adam, Adam Polina rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, rules. it's a very interesting art style that I don't think we've come across on this show yet. It's it can be. I feel like, and correct me if you feel differently. I love Adam Polina's art, but I can also super tell when he is rushed. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. It's just so expressive in such an interesting way. Um, like the way he draws facial expressions and body language. And um, I, it, it's just, it's wild. It's not the kind of style that I, I'm used to seeing in an X book. And I think it's really neat. It's good. It's it's very different coming from Tony Daniel, who mm-hmm. was the series artist before this. Oh, yeah. Uh Goes over to Age of Apocalypse, has a little bit of a shakeup, and we come out, and it's uh, Adam Polina, and I think it's a very interesting turn for the team. Yes, and I I like. Yes, go ahead, Zach. (laughs) I was gonna say you are uh, you are a big fan of X Force, especially X Force of this era. Yes. Uh, Can you tell us what this comic is? What happens in this one? Okay, so what happens in this one is we. Uh, somehow pick right up in media res after the age of apocalypse with um man that was so stop and start at this point like obviously talking like, about rainfire yeah 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 we're talking about rainfire like this goes off of the uh, this goes off of the assumption that you remember what happened <laughs> for the age of apocalypse <laughs> were you paying attention yeah and then did you pause for a really long time and then just come back but in this specific comic x-force comes together because cable is discussing the nature of their team going forward so basically what's going to happen now it's very very much a team reset issue Mm -hmm. where they kind of just spend a lot of time talking to one another but that's good like in the vein of like x-force 19 like you need it you need those every once in a while before you like hop off onto a new thing and it's basically just the team trying to figure out what cable behind closed doors is talking to professor x about they all assume that it's because x-force is going to like just break up and cease to exist which you know valid concerns but through that because of that you get a lot of really 
nice quiet scenes with each of the team members because they are kind of contemplating the fact that like hey we spent all this time together like you're you're my family now like what happens if we do break up and we're not a team anymore so through that vessel we get this really quiet good really like nice issue and then at the end it's you know cable comes out and says oh we're we're gonna do things a little differently we're not gonna be so murdery we're gonna be more of a team <laughs> and then sometime and then some people decide like mm, hey i don't want you in my head cable and leave the team like richter <laughs> we're gonna get to him we could i know you could talk about richter for a while uh but he's gonna get his own spotlight in just a minute yes. spoiler alert uh, what what interactions do you like in this? Because I really like, especially the stuff with uh, Boom Boom, and uh, I guess she's going by Boomer now. Because yes. why? Uh, Boomer and Shatterstar they have a really good dynamic in this, and I like that. A I lot. love their dynamic in the in the issues of X Force, like after Rick leaves. So basically, from this point going forward, her and Shatterstar have this really good dynamic where like she kind of confides in him about stuff. You kind of start to see it here with, like, the way that they're talking before they see Sabretooth, who is still in the danger room, question mark? Uh, <laughs> I was going to mention, got, we cannot he, he, not talk about the Sabretooth centerfolds, which is, like, a two-page spread of uh, Sabretooth in a in a Speedo lounging with uh, nature <laughs> and little he cute He did bunnies. get brain-stabbed by Wolverine right before this, mm-hmm. so... He's in he's in his happy place. Uh, ethically, probably not the best thing Wolverine's ever done. But right now, Sabretooth is just chilling. Yeah, and and Tabby sees him, and this kind of really small nugget of information or like scene kind of will lead into where some of the stories are going next in X Force. And well, and in X Men in general. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. a nice little preview of like Shatterstar and Tabby's relationship because it. You know, when she makes these decisions that she will going forward, and you see it a little here, um, Star's kind of the only one that, like, has her back. It's like, no, you got to decide for yourself, like, about what you want to do. And it's really sweet, and I love it. We also get introduced, uh, reintroduced to Caliban, uh, yeah. who joins the team in this issue. Um, still looking kind of executioner song um, but oh, he—he's a big boy. Yes. It's big boy season, and Caliban <laughs> is in shape for it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like you already have Jimmy there, um, you know, who's questioning his, I, you know, his sort of identity as Warpath, and and he did just get a haircut. To be he fair, did. yeah, but he's like you know the resident big guy on the team, and like if you go back to the original X Factor, late New Mutants, he's drawn as like you know this mammoth thing, and mm-hmm. then here comes Caliban, who's like a head taller than him. It's funny. They just need bigger boys. <laughs> it started with Cable, and Cable was a big boy, and then Warpath, he's a bigger boy than Cable, and now Caliban, he's the biggest boy there. And they're all going to wear purple. Yep. They are all... I like the they purple. I do, too. Hold on. I think the purple's good. I'm not criticizing. It's, re- it's very good. It's, like, it depends on how you... F- I, I guess whether or not you like these costumes, which you should like them because they're very good, depends on probably how much you like yellow. Uh, I, I think the, the, the one piece of costuming from this era that I'm not a huge fan of is expanding upon the Cyclops uh, suspender. Mm-hmm. The the single uh, suspender from the Jim Lee era, and then just like Sunspot's got a, a double pouchy one across his chest. <laughs> Sam has the shirtless that chest. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, Sam has the same kind of look. Cable has the same kind of look. Uh, it, it's it's not my favorite. Caliban's got his, and it's the same uh, one as the ones that are going on everyone else's chests, but it is on his bicep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which and then Star's got one on his leg. Yeah, very good. Not sure about he's flexible though. He can get that. I think he. I mean, it's, I know it's me saying this. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. But I think Star is one of the people outside of maybe Tabitha that look the best in these purple outfits. Yeah, Tabby's is the best. Big time. Star hers, also hers really gets uh, and and as our resident Shatterstarologist, Charlie, you could probably explain this. Sh- Shatterstar has a red. Uh, I 
mark now instead of a black one like he starts the issue with the black one and then later in the issue it's red do we have any canonical explanation for how that changed is it makeup is it we have no uh, canonical explanation it is (laughs) simply a coloring problem that persists through the next um i don't know (laughs) i think it looks great i'm just curious of issues no it's like it's a lot like star's eye color um it tends to just fluctuate depending on who's Mm. coloring him and I'm not so sure why it's all of a sudden red, and unfortunately, I don't even have, like, my own canon explanation for this one, uh, just because sometimes I forget that it is also red in some random issues. I only ask as someone who's angered the Marvel database editors uh, within the, the last 24 hours by <laughs> suggesting that perhaps things in the Marvel handbooks are, or the Marvel database might not always be... <laughs> canonical <laughs> and like got people yelling at me about it. so uh, that was fun um um they are they are canonical uh but they are uh they're a specific level of canonical so do you remember uh do you remember how star wars used to have a whole universe yes uh, yes they got rid of everything i do yes uh, there was there was different levels of canon in that universe. There was the G canon, which was the George Lucas canon, which was if that happened, then it's true. Then there was the T canon, which was the television canon, which was well, this happened on a TV show, but we can hand wave it out of the way if we have to. Then there was the C canon, which was like, hey, they wrote this in a book somewhere once. <laughs> and we're gonna ignore it if we have to. Uh, uh, and this well, is this is that. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I don't know if this quite lives up to, um, you know the the comparison that you made earlier, Charlie, to X Force nineteen, um, which is the post executioner song episode where Sam kind of redefines what X Force is. Uh, I don't know if this quite lives up to that, but it is a really fun start to the new uh, wave of the team. That's sort of the new status quo. Well, what what isn't new though, Adam? Before you get too excited, I always do this. Is our you always do it? You always do it. We've been doing this show for one hundred and forty eight episodes before now. What? You should know uh, because in those one hundred and forty eight episodes, we have ranked. 375 comic books. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, with the number one story being the Dark Phoenix Saga, our number 100 story being the End of Greys, the 200 story being Madrox, the 300th story being... uh, Which one is it? Oh, X-Factor Judgment War. (laughs) And the worst story on our list, and of all time ever, is the Draco. Um... Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at because we've got a good amount of X Force on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at our number uh, 164 is the first arc of the Road Trip era for X Force. Ah, yes. And I think this is not as good as that. But then, all the way down at 279, we have Adam X the Extreme is back, and things have never been deadlier. And this is better than that. Oh, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a wide berth. Uh, what's what's it two hundred again? It was Madrox. Hey Charlie, you like X Factor and X Factor adjacent stuff. How do you feel about this compared to Madrox? They are extensively coming from two different like. It's just like the, that's like that's like the Romeo and Juliet of like. Hey, what do you think about <laughs> these two things that are very different? Um. Uh, it's hard to compare those two things because they're kind for me they're kind of kind of like apples and oranges. This is very much coming from like this like place of and not to say that, you know, Madrox isn't good because I like it, but this is like coming from more of for me a place of like warmth, like the X-Men coming together and or X-Force coming together and being like even if they're having a hard time, obviously by the end of this they're coming together and like being a family and it feels so madrex and anything x factor investigations (laughs) seems a lot colder to me so yeah big time uh so for me i would pick this 
to revisit, um, even though the other is a little bit, obviously, more polished. I'm fine with that. Now, of course, uh, what's right above that is the Wolverine cocaine arc, which... <laughs> I- <laughs> Why do we always end up here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I agree. I think this is better than the Madrox miniseries, but I don't know if I could put it above cocaine. I think I could put it above cocaine. I think I could, too. Is it better than I to protect think. and to serve, which also kind of has a heartwarming vibe to it uh, with the uh, Analay and Rockslide stuff? Very similar vibes, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's where I'll say my ceiling is on this, looking around. Number 194 is the Neil Adams Savage Land arc uh, where Sauron's there. Yep. I think that is definitely better. Right below that is Deadpool the Circle Chase. And there I'm on the fence. And then right below that is uh, Uncanny X-Men 391. That story where Scott Summers and Corsair have a father-son moment. Well, you... I think this is better than that, and I'm okay. debating on the circle chase for me personally. I I still surprise myself by how much I enjoyed the circle chase. I thought it was really fun, <laughs> Fabian Nicieza X-Force nonsense. So I think I would put that ahead of uh, of this. But I agree, it's better than Dad. <laughs> so, number one... No offense, real Dad, who doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, my real dad has listened before, and I keep telling him, Pops, Pops, <laughs> don't bud. Don't do that. Don't worry about it. You, you won't enjoy this. <laughs> right. You will not understand a word of it. This isn't for you. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Uh, it's good It's good that he supports stuff when he tries. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is number 196 on our list. It's X-Force Purple Era, number 44. Um, now let's go to, like, literally the next story. In this? Because mm-hmm. it follows up right on this. So, Charlie, you had mentioned that uh, Julian Esteban Richter does uh, leave the team. Yep. So where does he go? He decides that he is going to go see his family, which he doesn't really like. But I think he You're... likes the idea of it more than uh, uh, sticking around and having Cable figure out whatever is in his brain that he doesn't want Cable to know. Hmm. And what is it that he doesn't want Cable to know? Because I'm pretty sure it's nothing. <laughs> well, he's got. I understand that he's got. He does have a like a. He does have this thing about telepaths being in his brain, and I think it actually has a lot to do with like his like trauma from being I don't know like kidnapped when he was 14 years old and tortured, and maybe like just don't do that. Um, but anyway, yeah, he did get a good mohawk out of that. He though. did. Let's not forget. Yeah. Uh, Rick's got some trauma. He has. Uh, a hard time processing and when he has a hard time processing he lashes out so this is one of those times um but you know when he's lashing out i feel like he just needs a big blue dad to come and cuddle him and hold him and tell him everything's <laughs> gonna be all right he doesn't but that's cool <laughs> don't anger charlie <laughs> i'm here, here to save Ad- I'm, here, I'm here to save adam's life uh, yeah. So his life is technically in my hands. So he may want to walk back. That's right. We're doing that bit still. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but regardless of the, regardless of whether or not Rick is also having trauma responses and what he's doing currently in Excalibur, uh, back which is a good comic and you should correct, read it. I cover it um, when we have comics. Um, but uh, Rick is upset, so he decides he wants to go, and he decides he wants to fly home to Mexico. And go to the airport, and that's exactly what this issue is. So Cable 22, or as I like to call it, the sad airport issue. (laughs) I'm updating. I just had it called the airport, and now I'm calling it the sad airport issue. That's so good. That's great. I mean, in Richter's defense, the idea in the last... We didn't mention this when we just talked about that X-Force issue, but the idea that Cable just kind of you know calls all the the team into the uh office of professor x and is like yeah by the way we're all going to be telepathically linked now and i'm going to know what's going on in all of your brains i mean i I don't know i would appreciate that very much so i can kind of get behind richter on this um and we're also reintroduced in this issue of cable to um renee mashcomb uh from genosha yes trying to get in or out? I where is she going? She's there, coming. She's going to. She's coming in, right? Correct. There are protests to. There are protests at the airport when Rick 
and Star arrived because Star has requested that he go with Rick to the airport because, of course. Because they love yeah, each exactly. other. Yeah, exactly. What else, what else did you go with your friend to the airport other than to tell him? Well, lots of yeah, reasons, honestly. I mean... There's a lot of reasons to take your friend to the airport. Mostly they need to go to the airport. Well, I but think yes. we, we do need to contextualize this because we are in an era here where you could literally walk your loved yes. one to the gate and wave goodbye or press your yeah, hand press fine. your hand yes. up against the glass and look lovingly <laughs> as they so fly sad. away to Mexico. Uh, that's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. That is what's happening in this comic that Jeff Loeb also writes with Ian Churchill on the pencils. Yes. Uh, it's it's um pretty straightforward an issue. It doesn't do a lot it doesn't do a lot of plot things, but I like that they're there. Um, because also, like, the last issue of X-Force kind of, like, pushes us forward into where we're going to be after this. So, mm-hmm. obviously, Rick's leaving. Um, Star goes with him to the airport. You know, Cable and Domino are also there. There's a protest at the airport because this lady from Genosha is coming. And there are people that don't want mutants at the airport. So, they have signs. Yes. And one of them has my favorite mutant, um, like thing to put on signs which is gene joke that's just a good one (laughs) (laughs) i want i want to be very clear here we are pro protesters yes not pro these specific very racist protesters in fact the opposite yeah these are the bad ones um and they are being uh, are, agitated are by uh, our our good friends. Uh, who are the Who are the Genosian guys that are after the one guy that can like zap you are through you a about phone? Pipeline and yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Pipeline is there. Uh, he, From the uh, press corps. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. he is. He is ready to zap you through the internet. Uh, yeah, with and so you end up naked on the other side. Yep. Uh, it doesn't work out well for them because Cable and Shatterstar and uh, Domino do, uh, you know, save the day. Hey, can we talk about one thing in this issue? The swords? Yeah, can we talk about how Shatterstar <laughs> tries to bring some swords into the airport? Yeah, because he's a collector. <laughs> yep. This is probably where, and, like, this probably cemented how... Like, how much I love Shatterstar. This one scene with this guard at the airport where he's like, hey, hey, excuse me, what do you have? And he's like, oh, these are my swords. And he, like, nonchalantly... <laughs> these are my large katanas. Yeah, he nonchalantly says it like it is the, like, why wouldn't I bring these with me? Right. And it is <laughs> really good. If, if I keep them in the case, what could be the problem? <laughs> Exactly. And then Rick is like already agitated. Like it's just a very it's like a very good like like sliver of their dynamic. Like Star's trying to do this like outrageous thing that obviously you wouldn't ever think about doing and Rick's just like stop. Leave it alone. Like it's okay. Don't 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 do this. And right. it leads to this like I don't know how you could ever look at this issue and be like, oh, yeah, those two, those two guys are just friends. Because Star literally begs Rick not to leave. Because mm-hmm. he won't know what to do if he goes. And it sucks, like, that Rick just leaves. And mostly, like, you can kind of read into that, that he's, like, running. He's, he's, he's running away, but he's also running away from kind of his feelings for Star. That's how I've always mm-hmm. kind of interpreted it. Like, he's... You aren't wrong. Yeah, he's so hesitant to go, but, like, he just doesn't know how to deal with it, so he's gonna go. And it leads to this, like, really sad scene where Star's at the window, like, watching Rick board the plane and fly away, and he's got his, like, hand pressed against the glass, and it also, like, leads to this, like, really sweet moment with Domino and Cable where they're like, hey, Star, do you want to ride back? It's... It's real good. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I people forget that Domino and Cable have a heart actually. Oh, yeah. Like the entire next arc of this book is Domino getting to be really sad. Like that's they're good characters actually. They are more than just very large guns on very big boys. Yeah, and it goes like further than that. Like you see you see Star who is this like perfect warrior who always anticipates what's happening next in battle and never gets frustrated like you you've obviously seen some of that fall away like up to this point but in this issue like star gets like shot in the leg 
like he messes up because he's not focused on the job mm-hmm. and like it's so it's like such a little character thing but i love it it's all good yeah this is a good one adam any thoughts on this one I mean, it just turns what could have been a very, like, silly issue into something that's that's pretty emotionally resonant, you know? Um, I, I am not a huge fan, always, of Churchill's artwork here, but um, I don't know. I, I like the scenario. It's in a, you know, a location that we don't always see in an X-Men comic. I think, I'm thinking of, like, what, Generation X number one has a scene in an airport. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it's a good setting for this particular setup, and uh, I like it quite a bit. I do too. Um, I know Charlie does, so I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw out an issue that I think that this is better than. Okay. And I want you to tell me how you feel. And Charlie, let's not bring numbers into this. Let's just bring feelings into this. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for that. Uh. We have, Adam, just a few spots from where you have highlighted, and I will highlight it just so Charlie doesn't see numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all new Wolverine at number 109. Charlie, don't listen to that part. Number 109. I think this is better than all new Wolverine. That's number seven. That's the one That's the one where Squirrel Girl gives Wolverine a, uh, a pet Wolverine named Jonathan. Yeah, I... And they investigate squirrel crime. I am... I am good with that um now i'm now i'm working my way up and looking at what's kind of like right in the realm of this um i know where my ceiling is too and i think it's gonna be yours i all right my ceiling here is captain america 367 I think that's the time that uh, Magneto threw Red Skull into a hole, right? It is. Um, and right <laughs> below good. that is Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine, which is a really fun, goofy time travel thingy that uh, is a little bit uneven, but it's it's fun at the same time. Um, I uh, but Murder at the Mansion's there too. <laughs> I don't I think know. This is probably better than right below Murder at the Mansion, uh, which is Generation X eighteen and nineteen. For the sake of the children, which is a good Emma Frost story, yeah. Uh, but I think this has more emotional resonance than that. I, I'm with you on there. I, I think that's that's the one where Emma can't cook, which is <laughs> Under- a very believable, very believable gag. and understandable, right? But she's trying. Sure, that's aren't we all that, when we cook? That, that's all that matters. We're all trying. No, I'm a good cook. I'm a really good yeah, cook. Yeah, I am. Actually. I am too. No one asks me about my cooking. I am also. <laughs> all right, so that makes it our new 106. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's going, it, it is going right under Murder at the Mansion, isn't it? That's a good spot for it, though. Yeah. Murder at the Mansion, pretty You can't good. see me, but I'm giving a two thumbs up. <laughs> Ooh, I appreciate that, Charlie. Oh, good. Uh, we're going to stop talking about the purple era now. Hey, I got a question, though, while we're, while we're here. Uh, have these issues provided any sort of inspiration any sort of idea on how we could uh, heal adam of his vampirism besides making him sadly watch from an airport yes but i i i want to think about it because i'm thinking about it in in the realm of comic books um and just what we do we're in the realm of real podcast real life yes thank you very much this is all canon no kayfabe i am the immortal right. undead here uh i yes. do need solutions Okay, I under I understand that, and I want. I'm willing you, to give I, you time, and I want you um, to understand when I tell you after we look at this, like what I what I need for all of us to do, because it's going to be a group effort, Adam. I I want everyone <laughs> to put their all into it. I think it'll be a little simpler than maybe what you're thinking, but I think we can work through it. But it is going to take some tremendous teamwork. I really appreciate well, you, that. You know what else takes tremendous teamwork? Road Driving. trips. Road trips? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say forming a collective society in the middle of the desert for several days as you do many shrooms. Yes. Whew. you got to trust okay. people if you're going to do that. That's for damn sure. My goodness. It sounds like you're talking about uh, this festival I've heard about. Colossal Man? Yes, Colossal Man. <laughs> it does happen in the desert every year. There's a very large man and they set him on fire. Um, oh my god! 
What was that? An X-Force went there once. That's right. Uh, as long as they didn't go to the, what was that one that happened on the island where it was didn't, didn't really happen? Oh, the fire Festival? Yeah, as long as it's not that, I think oh, we're okay. Please let hey, there be uh, a fire Festival joke in some Krakoan capacity in the near future. That'd hey, I'm going to be real real. Roberto da Costa did go to fire Festival. You're not he, wrong. There's no on. way he, he didn't. He financed that- it, but he didn't attend. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. You think, you think. Bobby DaCosta, the man who got tired of fighting supervillains, so he bought them. You think that he wouldn't be like, oh, I've got to live up this influencer lifestyle and go to Firefest. Ja Rule's there. Oh, my God. I think he could do better. I think he probably blew up his Instagram advertising for it with high-priced yeah. models and then maybe did a flyover in his private jet and said, yo, that looks like a mess. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds pretty accurate, too. Well, the world will never know. Nope. Uh, because comics don't exist anymore. Also, that joke would be oddly dated. <laughs> oh, yeah, at this uh, point. Yeah. It's yeah. dated now that we're saying it out loud on a podcast in the year of our Lord 2020. Oh, man. Uh, you know what else is kind of dated? I mean, like, you don't really hear about Burning Man all that much anymore. I think they no. still do it, correct? They, I mean, I don't. I assume they're not doing it during the Rona times. I, I hope looked, not. I looked at the okay, so I looked at the the year on this bad boy when I was look when I was reading it, and I was like, okay, Burning Man twenty twenty has been canceled. I just want to be okay, clear. Okay, thanks, thanks for informing oh, us. Phew. Um, along with life itself. Um, I was hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Put a little love in. It. Hold on, y'all. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm on BurningMan.org. <laughs> <laughs> and? Looking at the guide to Black Rock City. Yeah. Okay. Feel free to share at any time. I am not making this up. This is verbatim. Here we go. Burning Man 2020 will take place in the virtual multiverse. <laughs> to get involved in building our virtual Black Rock City, check out this form. Oh my god. That's adorable. You can attend the Burning Man in VR. Multiverse. <laughs> oh boy. Y'all shut the front door. Hold on, I'm sending you a link. We're all attending. I'm, hey, do you hey do you think the do you think the Rona is like how we get like all the virtual stuff that happens in like uh the future? Like, is this... Maybe. Is that how that happens? Okay. Wow. Ooh, I got the link. Guys, click on this link and see this Grant Morrison multiverse map ass looking stuff. What is this? Wait, it wants me to know my name. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. This is Burning Man 2020. (laughs) Uh, What is this? It exists online. They can burn together only digitally instead of in the dust on the virtual Palea. There are no limits to who can join, so let's do this together. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. I'm not I'm not actually filling this out because we have to do our own podcast. <laughs> Y'all go to the Burning Man website to find that out. Uh we're not gonna put it in the links uh show notes because we're putting good important things in there and I do not want <laughs> hey, to do mix this that burning up man with... do this burning man thing on your own time. Uh this is this, Going to the Burning Man virtual multiverse website is your reward uh, for doing good things later. Can we talk about how X-Force goes to a very real Burning Man that does not take place in the virtual multiverse? No, this is a real deal, man. I mean, they call it Colossal Man, but it is 100% they're at Burning Man. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, you say that, but I would wager... Because of the way that they talk about the people who are at Burning Man, mm-hmm. and I looked at the I looked at the date on this bad boy. Like I said, it's nineteen ninety seven. Wish we could go back. It was nineteen ninety seven, and I thought maybe this was like a obviously Burning Man, but like kind of a weird riff on also Woodstock, but also. Lollapalooza? Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got some some tinges of like rave culture in it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it is interesting. Um, but it, what works about it is it's a great setting for all of these characters to kind of just have this uh, these 
really interesting character interactions with one another based upon their reactions to what happens there. Um, they run into Sean. Um, oh, can we, can I, can I say something real, real fast about this? Oh, please do, this, please do. Not into the highly fashionable jeans with the uh, underwear pulled up all the way look that was happening at the end of the 90s, which uh, Shan is also rocking here. Just had to throw that uh, out. That's... Hold on. <sighs> yes, but look. We have not seen Sean in a while. Sean has buzzed pink hair. Yes. A crop top baby doll shirt. Mm-hmm. And is there with her two girlfriends. Yes. Every Documentary filmmakers which... who don't know if she's a mutant or not. Yeah. One of them knows, one of them thinks. Everybody, everything um, you just said there is great, but I'm just saying underwear over pants, bad choice. <laughs> I'm just saying that Sean was, Sean was really finding herself in those, in that moment, and she made some decisions. Correct. It That'll, seems more like an artistic choice by a male artist than it does yes. necessarily the character decision of... Are you talking about male artist Adam Polina who draws <sighs> this? And we have been we have been the worst on credits. Uh, JFM John Francis Moore uh, does the writing on this one, by the way. Yes, and this is. Did we even say what issue this was? This 70, is X Force seventy five. We got really into yeah, it, guys. 75. We got really yeah. into that virtual space. We got a, we got ahead of ourselves uh, with Burning Man Online. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, Siren's uncomfortable, uh, you know, Jimmy's kind of, again, still figuring himself out because he just died. Um, he did just mm-hmm. die, yes. Uh, yeah, um, very, very interesting developments with Boom Boom um, and Roberto, which I did not like. Oh, they do a smooch. <laughs> they do, they do okay, a kiss. Okay. They do a kiss. Yes. Okay, I think we should, I think we should address each of these individually. Um, I love the interactions with Warpath and Moonstar. Uh, with yes. Jimmy and Danny. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. One, you get two native characters who kind of look at each other and say, you know, you, I guess we've never hung out, have we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you yeah. just died. Both of, yeah. both of us have Star as the last part of our name. They weren't really creative when they made us, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, they really want us to be warriors, but... I kind of just want to chill. Like, it's okay if I don't want to be, like, a super diehard warrior man, right? And it's a really good moment between Dim- Jimmy and Danny. And it's why it's why Jimmy's one of my favorite of this cast. He gets a lot of moments where he gets to show a level of fragility and a level of, like, just not knowing what his path should be in life that I really like. Mm-hmm. And Danny gets to be a good star. She gets to be Danny Moonstar, and that's nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Now, Jimmy's um, always been one of my one of my favorites, and and that's why it's always like so boringly regressive to put him back in a place where he is like giant murder man. Um, I was just gonna say that. To be that's fair, the last time they did that to him, he was also reading. Uh, sloppy uh grocery store romance novels at the same time yes so i so i wasn't actually thinking of the newest iteration of x-horse that we had uh because i actually like there was a reason for that um because i mean cable he was trying to avenge cable and Mm -hmm. so sometimes you just sink back into the the things that you are good at in order to do that i get it started the same thing i thought those were good character pieces but there are points that where people just put him in that role, and uh, that's that's just the way he is. Cough, cough uncanny. Um, X Force. Cough, 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 cough. Cough, cough. He wasn't in Uncanny X Force. You're thinking of the adjectiveless X Force run that came right yeah, before that. Yeah, it's not good. Cough, it's cough. not good. Either way, you slice I it. Mean, we, <laughs> we have it. We have it on this list somewhere. Anyway, we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> So how are your how are both of you feeling about this whole idea of uh, you know Boom Boom and Sunspot just kind of well she's not Boom Boom now right it, what is she now meltdown is, she's meltdown yeah meltdown so this is yeah. this is before this is after Boom Boom after Boomer before uh, Doctor Madam explode mm-hmm. yes uh, and before she just went by uh, Tabby which was because or Tabitha because everyone made fun of her nicknames. 
And she's like, well, I'm not going to have a nickname anymore. And Warren Ellis in the letter column was, it's because she's not very smart. Boom Boom's the best nickname in the world. <laughs> it is. I great. love Next Wave. I know you've got problems with it, Charlie, and I hear you, and I feel you, and we both love Tabby, but it's very good, actually. <laughs> we cannot... I- People ask me, we can't rank it on this show. No one requests Next Wave. We're not doing it. Yeah, I, I it would. Re- it would too largely imbalance the list. I would really, I really love Tabby. Like, I think Tabby is a great character. I don't, I, I almost feel like this thing with Roberto is here because Sam gets here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, triangle. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it's partly that. I think it's partly because, well, Sam's also just not been in the book for three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think it's partly because they have had a good dynamic uh, near the end of the Purple Era and at the start of the Road Trip Era. So I like to think that Moore was playing into that and seeing how them as a, you know, friendship evolves into something else, even if it ends up, uh, you know, kind of fluttering out near the end. I... I think it works. For I think what it's it is, interesting. For what it is, yeah, it definitely, de- it definitely like gets the. It, it, it works, and it. I know it's not like I'm not. I don't really. There's only one couple I care about staying together in comics. Um, <laughs> and right, it, right, like, right. Apocalypse and his little boy. Stop I'm gonna, it! I'm gonna. Adam needs my help. <laughs> I don't have to be here, Zachary. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I, I think for what it is, um, it totally does work. Um, Sam gets that big big return pop for Sam, who <laughs> hasn't been here in uh, a very long time. I think it's a very nice coming together issue. Um, we didn't even mention the fact that Celine shows up. There's some right. oh, Asgardian God, nonsense that Merck's, makes the actual literal Burning Man come to life and start running across the desert. As the destroyer, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool what's also very good is that cable has been there the whole time because he's like tracking selene or something very scrawny cable why is he so skinny like uh because that's what 1998 cable looked like brother it's so weird like reading cable 22 where like churchill draws him as big as a like a bus and seeing this version of him where i was like wait a minute is that X Man? I thought it that? was. I thought it was for half a second too, and then I remembered. No, this is. He doesn't go here. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I I like it because Cable's like, well, I should help. No, they got this. Yeah. Oh, it looks it looks it looks like I did okay because <laughs> they had just essentially abandoned him five mm-hmm. issues before. I'm gonna, put my, I'm gonna pat myself on the back because he wanted them to fake their deaths. Cable has. And they said, Nah. Cable has some we're not traditionally bad ideas about things. <laughs> Um, CV, uh, let's have a mental connection at all times. <laughs> Maybe it's Lee. Yeah, not a great Sorry. idea, Gable. He's a, yeah. He's a bad teacher. Yeah, good dad. But good bad, enough. Yeah, good dad, bad teacher. That's it. He's good enough that they were able to figure out what they were doing. And he, he like, sits back and is like, okay, <laughs> I did this one right. Okay, this one. This one was good. I Those kids know what they need to. Yeah. And he goes off into the desert. And all of... And I, I like it. All the X Force kid, all the X Force young adults, to me, have always been more emotionally mature than mm-hmm. a lot of other like kids in X books or young adults in X books, um, or adults in or X-books adults. A lot of the time, I think, let's be real. I think, frankly, they're extremely well adjusted for all the trauma that they've been through. Incredibly, yeah they uh, they do pretty pretty well for themselves. Uh, and this is this is when I think of the road trip era, and really uh, John Francis Moore's run as a whole. This is the stuff I think about because it's fun, it's funny, the action beats are strong, and it's got a heck of a lot of heart to it. Like the character beats in this are so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, the um, Polina, the Polina art's super pretty. I like Adam Polina, especially as he gets deeper into his X Force run, like he is now. Yeah. He he really hits his stride. Um, obviously, all the characters have moments, and this issue is like like extra big size. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of content here. The fact that I almost forgot about the fact Celine shows up, and uh, like there's an Asgard like semi Asgardian plot going. 
going on um says something about the rest of the character work that like that was a secondary thought like the big like thing really didn't register in my brain um no it's it's good i like the characters that i love like are obviously not in this book i would have loved to see them in a situation like this but alas um but what what's here is great it is now I think this is better than number 165, uh, which is the start of the X-Force road trip era. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Any any objections on that one? No. I didn't think so. Not at all. I don't think this is as good as one... F- uh, sorry, I lost my thing. Oh, that's really high, actually. I, I, hmm. Now I'm actually trying to think of where... <laughs> Is this Oh, this is actually a really good comparison. Is this better than number 149 uh which is Uncanny X-Men 245 Men, which is a very similar people hanging out issue. This is better. I think this is better than that, but not I don't think it's as good as Uncanny 230. Twas the night before. I could I could see myself going either way there. I think we're in the right spot. How about 146? Is this better than New Mutants Annual Number 1? I think that's my hard line. I don't think it's better I don't than either. New Mutants Annual Number 1. I don't one. either. And we've got an amazing Spider-Man issue below that. That's the one That's the one where Iceman and Spider-Man team up to take down a corrupt mayor. Yeah. <laughs> or mayoral <laughs> candidate. Which is fun. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll put it above Spider-Man because we're not a Spider-Man podcast. I like podcast, that. That's right? good. <laughs> good reasoning. Good That's reasoning. Good. Screw you, Spider-Man. <sighs> you and your good comics consistently for like 100 issues. <laughs> Take that. Oh, man. So, uh, uh, that's our new 147. Yeah, that's a good spot for it. All right, so who figured out how to cure my vampirism? Or am I just going to like be this immortal undead person for the rest of my, uh, my like, till the heat death of the sun? If we, if I simply tell you, Adam, that if you just didn't want to be one anymore, like think really hard about it, like use the secret. Yeah, <laughs> like the cure to vampirism was the friends we made along the way. Oh my goodness! It wasn't the vampire who came into my guest bedroom where I record this show and biting me in the neck. No, no, that was the cause. This, this is, is the cure. I, 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 I'm sorry, but this is like that's the only thing I can think of because wow, the other things in my arsenal are uh, not so good. Yeah. All right. Well, Char- Charlie does swords now. Uh, so. Whoa. Like we all do, Charlie does swords, uh, so those are normally pretty bad for vampires. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I don't. I I really like having like a noggin. You know I don't what I mean? Cu- I don't want to cut your head off, Adam. Like that is <laughs> that's not what I'm aiming to do here. And you know, unlike some other vampire hunters that are in my guild, I know that you're actually good. So oh, thanks. I mean, I've I just been eating I'm guinea pigs. Fence. I mean, it's I, not like yeah, I'm I won't taking tip human them. life. I won't tip them off. Actually, if you want me to send you like some, uh, I got some like packs of blood we raided the place. <laughs> I can get you those. Like That'd be great. At least just, yeah. you know, like if I'm going cold turkey and like trying to wish this away, um, yeah. you know, I could use a, a little little help. You know, it's like Nicorette gum or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm sorry, Zach, you brought me here to help Adam. I think I've only enabled him. <laughs> I think you might have, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that uh, by next week this wishing wishing this away will yeah. work. But we'll have to see. We'll go on it. We'll go with Fangs it. crossed, guys. <laughs> you don't want to no, cross don't. them. Vampires don't, <laughs> don't like that. Don't cross those. I think. Do you need some like li- like literature about like how to be a better vampire? Because I can get you those too. Or like, is there a pamphlet? Or like some Invisaligns or something? Because they should not be crossing at it. No. That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> it was a it was a figure of speech. Uh, anyway, I'll, whatever I'll you see do, what don't I go, do. Whatever you do, don't end up at a place called The Bronze. That's not good either. <laughs> but there's such good indie music there. <laughs> we don't live in a time with music anymore. I don't know what it's you're true. talking about. It's all on the internet. Oh, boy. Well, 
Charlie, thank you for trying to help. And thank you for talking through some X-Force cable uh, stuff with us. We appreciate it. Of course. I'm sorry I couldn't cure your vampirism, but I think I think um, that the power of positivity, we can get through this. All good things in time, right? Yes. Well, guys, uh, before we want to we want to thank uh, Hyperviper89 also for going to Patreon and uh, supporting the show. Uh, one of the things that we're doing this month, I'm going to get a little more serious with you. Uh, the world, the world's crazy uh, right now. It's a lot. We've all been watching the protests that have been going on. Now, I'm I'm going to timestamp this. Uh, we are we are recording this on June the second of 2020. Uh, so, as of right now, things have been uh, rough out there. And it looks like it's only getting rougher. So we wanted to do what little we can to help out. Uh, So for this month, we are uh, dedicating our Patreon dollars uh, to the Advancement Project. It is a nonprofit that focuses on voting rights, uh, reform for policing and criminalization, school-to-prison pipeline stuff, uh, immigrant justice, a lot of things that directly impact the black community. because I know that I have been devastated by seeing everything that's been going on, and I know that it's weighing on a lot of people. And what's happening is important, and we need to do whatever we can to support that. Uh, so we're going to be we're going to be doing that to try and help out that community right now. Uh, additionally, we're making a call to you guys if you can uh support in your own way we're going to have a link uh to that in the uh, show notes to here and uh as a special thank you for that anyone who uh you know sends a uh you know send a copy of the receipt if you make a donation to the advancement project or any of the other uh bail funds or uh charities that are supporting the black community right now uh you send that of any dollar amount uh over to the uh xavier files twitter account to shoot it into the dms uh and then we will uh we will send you over a uh, some pins uh that are xavier files battle of the atom stuff uh just as a little token of our appreciation because we all really need to come together and support real world injustice that's happening right now to real world people who are being killed for just who they are disproportionately uh so obviously everyone's thinking about that continue thinking about that uh because what's going on is important uh, after that adam uh where can people find you online you guys you can always follow me on twitter at arthur stacy um i i just want to say very unambiguously that black lives matter and that uh this is nothing uh, what we're seeing right now is the culmination of something that uh, has been building for centuries and um, any little bit helps. So uh, try and be as active in, in any way that you can, that, that, you know, still preserves your own health and, and, uh, and safety if, if you can um, and support those who are out there doing the, the really hard work. Um, if you are not doing it yourself. Um and that's all I wanted to say about that. So, uh, Charlie, where can people find you online? Normally, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Genetic Ghost. And uh, to, you know, echo what Adam says, obviously, obviously, Black Lives Matter. And if you have it in you, uh, you know, go out there and fight the good fight. Uh, do what you can when you can. Don't burn yourself out with it. Um but every little speck of support for the black community is is what you need to do um and what you can scrounge up um other than me kind of not being on twitter you can still find me there i'll return at some point in time you can find my podcasts that i a podcast that i do all about wrestling stories usually when things like this aren't happening at match club pod on twitter it's fairly new but if you like stories and like maybe think about liking wrestling um that's a really good place to start me and my partner mikey uh go over pretty some in-depth stories over there and Charlie and Mikey are both excellent, so you should go check that out. 
Uh, as for me, uh, Xavier Files on Twitter, uh, XavierFiles.com uh, has comic book stuff if that's what you need right now. <laughs> I mean, go for it. It's still there. Uh, otherwise, that's that's what we got. Everyone's got a lot on their minds right now. So y'all take take care of yourself. Uh, we always joke about surviving the experience at the end of this, but seriously, that's what's important right now, guys, is making sure that you are taken care of as everyone is putting their everything into helping our community and helping helping people get the friggin' justice they deserve. Uh, so that's what's going on. We're going to be here again next week, guys. Uh, but until then, this has been Bally Adam. Take care of yourself. Get it!